Enjoy the show. We're doing it live. The Kyber crystals operate on Windows 95, so you have to bear with it. <laughs> it's better than the DOS version. You're destroying the galaxy, and you're having a nice day. I think that is the perfect a, vacation. It is a perfect vacation. I wonder if our podcast sends a vagina. It can play Skyrim. It can play Skyrim. <laughs> Everything can do. <laughs> Skyrim and Doom. That beer can can play Skyrim. <laughs> yeah. So... We are going live for the 219th podcast when one year ago we were all separated. Just discovering out how Zoom works and now in the end credits for the YouTube section of this podcast, you'll see we are still using that. But Katarina had to tap out and we are still going live. And this is the Triforce podcast. I, of course, am... Matthew Bugrell, the Matt Man, and to my left is one hour Iron Kelly, Kelly Collins, and of course, Christopher Bristow, the old man. I finally return. You will hear in the background our omnipotent presence that is Stephen Bugrell, big brother. There we go. And of course, we go- gather here to collect all the little gems and rocks and nuggets that are the golden pieces of nerdy news. But we want you to hop on over here to pjandwh.com where you're going to find the funny moments from every single podcast, including last week's Lugnuts podcast, which was titled... God, what was that? Oh, Fancy Names and Glossy Black Nails. As well as last week's Triforce podcast, Two Lumbacks, One Clank. So, we gather here tonight, of course, for... Oh, hang on. I have that. Big Brother calls it a squeaky wheel. Yeah. That's a squeaky wheel. It's safe. All right. Whatever. You're both part of the global government and the alien pig hybrids. Alex Jones told me so. But that's not why we gather here. We gather here because tonight... Miss Marvel's new costume, Loki likes Wednesdays, Fable's new engine, misguided AI dungeon game, and more on the Triforce podcast. And of course, we're going to hop on over to our first story, which is, of course, is we just got off of May the 4th Be With You and Revenge of the 5th. So, of course, Disney dropped a trailer for this Unreal. I'm not calling... They say it's a real lightsaber. It's not a real lightsaber. It doesn't cut through metal. It's not a real fucking lightsaber. Can you deflect blaster bolts? Not a real lightsaber. But it is... Is there a blaster bolt? It is a retractable lightsaber. Can you stand stoically in front of a... And here it is, right there. It it actually... the, The lightsaber comes back up. It'll loop back around, but... Extends up. It's like we had this in a story before. Don't they have those? They're like plastic when you go like yes. this. Yes. It it's going to be at the Disney Hotel. What is it? The Starship Enterprise? No, that's a different IP. <laughs> <laughs> we come in peace, shoot to kill. It's Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser Immersive Hotel. And this is where that's going to be available from. But I just love, even though it's a plastic toy and you're going to spend like $200 for it. Can we kill the Inception mode here? I really like this uh, lightsaber. 
because if you get this same kind of, essentially it's like two tape, uh, tape measures with motors and it's just moving the lightsaber up and down, which is really cool. But I question is the structural than a plastic one. Remember? Yeah, but no, that would my lightsaber brother. is around here somewhere, but his lightsaber is even better, but no, my, mine, not mine's battery's dead. It popped on once. Um, but I really like the, there we go. It's not like this. This is the Youngling Slayer 3000. (laughs) So Anakin had this one. Yeah, don't don't go putting it up to your eyeball there, buddy. That's that's what Luke tried that's to do. Or, or do because it would be awesome on camera. <laughs> <laughs> then you're treading into invincible territory, and that's Robert Kirkman. Um, but I definitely like this, especially if you get this kind of quality into a retractable the roadcaster. <laughs> if you get it's that. not on, like that thing's metal, man. I jam my finger on that; it actually kind of hurts. Like that is a real yeah, like, nice lightsaber. It's not charged. Yeah, no. The power cells drain. It's like finding a a, a, a relic. Um, It's really old. It's like finding an artifact, uh, a Jedi artifact, and you're like, oh, can I power it on? No, you can't power it on. It's not. It's not. Did you try unplugging it and plug it back in? (laughs) It says to turn it on and turn it back off again. The Kyber crystals operate on Windows 95, so you have to bear with it. (laughs) It's better than the DOS version. So you'll have to go to the Galactic Star Cruiser to get that. Um, but the hotel experience promises to take the initial premise of its Galaxy Edge Park and expand it to an interactive two-night Star Wars adventure. Guests will be immersed in a lightsaber training, learning and navigating and defense system of the spaceship and enjoying enjoying fine dining. Nothing says, like, super destroyer spaceship, like fine dining. You know, you're destroying the galaxy and you're having a nice steak. I think that is the perfect vacation. It is a perfect vacation. I like my steaks medium well, rebel scum. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder who the cook would be. Uh, Somebody with four arms and like eight noses. Not your brother. No, he wouldn't be a good chef. No, he wouldn't be a good chef at all. Um, but I definitely, I like that you have this two day immersive, like it, the way they make it sound, it's like Westworld. Yeah. Just not, no robots, you know? So I really like that idea or death. You know, that's how you do it without the lawsuits. Yeah. You know, you don't have to get any kind of lawyer involved when it's just a bunch of waivers. You know, waivers to sign here, especially with the videos that you see from the actors at Galaxy's Edge. They're like, you know, they're very fun and playful when they're doing it. And they they are sharp with their wit. Yeah, it's it's like they just herded up a bunch of comedians and put shock collars on them and said, work for the Empire now. (laughs) Well, that's a scary thought. (laughs) I can turn your headset down if you want. That is That's loud. good. That was scary. Oh. Oh. I liked it. Oh, okay. Well, another thing you're going to like? That was a good segue. That's this next story because League of Legends set to debut a new series on Netflix called Arcane. Okay. And there is a trailer down below. 
the animated series, which also comes from League of Legends publisher Riot Games, is set to premiere later this fall. Set in a utopian religion of uh, Piltover and the oppressed underground of Zaun, the story follows the or- origins of two iconic League of Legends champions and the powers that will tear them apart. Kelly, have you uh, dipped into the lols? I used to be religiously... I used to play that religiously. I'd say six, seven years ago. When okay. I was at the apartment. Uh, eight, maybe seven, eight years ago. When you were um, a younger man, before I just lolling house, yeah. it up. I love that game, but yeah. I was only good if I played with friends. Like, yeah, no, that was I was and, like that too. Yeah, yeah. You try going there and play like <sighs> right with randoms or by yourself. You just I get yelled at. Oh yeah, and and I was a fan of of Lux. Mm-hmm. She was. A, I was like a big fan of glass cannons. Yeah. So like people that did tons of damage, but you have to stay away. I'm just interested in Netflix taking these. I, I'm not. See, there's like seventy different characters in this game now. Yeah, that like, means which one? Which two are they using? Look, at what point do we have a those two that are on screen? I forget the names of them, but they're very popular oh, League of Legends characters. My my buddy Dan Birch, uh, he would know. I I don't. I know they're very popular characters, though. But they're going through the origins of the story. And that's just like what they're doing with Dota. Dota Dragon Blood is great. Oh, my God, that's a fantastic anime. Don't show Connor yet. (laughs) (laughs) Give him a couple years. But that's that's the power of Netflix that I want to watch. Yeah, that's the power of Netflix, though, you know? Yeah. So that's what I really love about this is that this franchise is getting legs. And... Uh, it's their first foray into television. The series is developed and produced by Riot Games in partnership with uh, Four Teach Productions. Through Riot Games' deal with Tencent, the Japanese or the Chinese company, um, Arcane will also premiere in Tencent Video in China. So probably censored. I can see that that working really well. They just, I mean, that has to be really good for this like to keep going. I wonder if our podcast is censored in China. Yes. Most definitely. We get censored on they YouTube. We're definitely from, censored in China. We're, we're they censor us from second one. <laughs> welcome. What? No. No welcome. <laughs> we're very first. You know welcome here. Stop. You know welcome here. You butcher our names. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> Kelly. Stop with the accent. Kelly is Stop. the only person they like. That, you get in trouble for that. That accent. So League of Legends, remember that? Has them. inspired global fever uh, and fandom. And we're thrilled to be ho- uh, to be the home of the first television series thrilled set in home. this universe, Arcane. Uh, the series promises to be a visually spectacular thrill ride that will have viewers on the edge of their seats, says Dominique Bayez. Bazai? What are you dyslexic? <laughs> Bayez? What do you think? Uh, Zay. The Zay. Yeah. Just so Dominique Bidet. Hooked on director. <laughs> we're not, sir. No. <laughs> Working for me. Dominique Bidet, director, Maybe he original animation <laughs> for the Netflix. <laughs> and there's a lot of people really excited about this. There's another I'm excited. I just, I, I got to like, if the first couple episodes are really good, I'll be like, all right, this is good. Well, here you got, like we, like I mentioned, Dragon's Blood. Of the Dota 2 franchise. And you also have the final season of Castlevania coming out. Resident Evil, Infinite Darkness, Cuphead. And of course, 
There's a Cuphead series. You know what's not Assassin's you know what, you know Creed. What not name, you, you know what names are not butchered? The next story. That's what it is. <laughs> oh, no. This this next story is going to have a bunch of butchered names as well, I promise you. But HBO reveals our first look at the House of Dragons. Produced uh, Production is officially underway on the House of Dragon, and the first of the Game of Thrones prequel series coming to HBO and HBO Max. The show is set roughly 300 years before the events of the Game of Thrones and focuses on the members of the House Targaryen. During that period of time, uh, the show isn't due to premiere for several months. Today, uh, HBO unveiled the first official look at the new cast and air. Uh, and their characters, not air. Um, first pitch, uh, go up to the first pitch. Air yeah, so this is where I'm going. So Olivia Cook has it as uh, Alicent Hightower, Raya's infants. Maybe I don't know. There we go. As Otto Hightower, and then the second picture here we see. Steve Townsend as Ward Corleus Varelian uh, and the Sea Snake. And then the last picture is M- uh, Emma Darcy. Darcy? Darcy. Darcy. Okay. It's, it's you know, spelled weird. As Princess... Oh. Raina Targaryen. There you go. Rain- no, I wasn't. Rainera. Rainera? That's what I was going to go Rainera. for. Rainera. Rainera. Rainier. You ignorant fuck. What are you, not classed in Targaryen speak? God, trying to get us canceled? Yes. Fuck. Cancel culture is going to come after you, man. Not me and Kelly. Look at Um, all the names that he got. Matt Smith. And, of course, (laughs) Matt Smith as Prince Damien Targaryen. Like, basic name. Matt Smith. So, Princess Rainier. Rainier. Targaryen, uh, the king's firstborn child. She is pure of Valerian blood, and she is a dragon rider. We're not going to hold that against her. No king shaming. Many would say that Rhaenyra was born with everything, but she was not born a man. She's probably going to be hot. Well, it's that one on screen. I lied. Got white hair. Got a granny fetish? Matt Smith right next to her. Prince Damien Targaryen. so many jokes now, I'm not going to (laughs) say. The younger brother to the King uh, Viserys and heir to the throne. A perilous warrior and a dragon rider. Giggity. Damien possesses true blood of the dragon. That was such a dirty fucking giggity. Um, But it is said that whenever the Targaryen is born, a god tosses a coin in the air. I'm just going to look at you. An angel gets his wings? Oh, that's a different movie. Yeah, no, that's a different movie. I'm pretty sure angels aren't getting their wings when a Targaryen's born because they're born to fuck their sister. Uh, Hence the picture. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll go up back here to Lord uh, Corleus uh, Valeron, the sea snake. Valerian? There we go. Valerian. Valerian. Lord of the House Valerian and Valerian bloodline as old as House Targaryen as the Sea Snake, most famed nautical adventurer in the history of Westeros, Lord Corlys built his house into a powerful seat that 
is even richer than the Lannisters. That is saying a lot. Being yeah. richer than the Lannisters, you know, well, over Lannisters there at Castle like, Rock. The Lannisters are like... Scrooge McDuck? No, people from the United States. They, they don't have money. They just borrow all of it and become debt and pay it off. Borrow it, put their name on it, and this is ours now. All right, Lannisters were Kevin Smith when he made Clerks. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, that's, uh, a good, that's a good, like, he charged all his credit card debt. He also claims that he has the the largest navy in the world, so that may actually have something going for him. And then the top two pitchers here, which is uh, Olivia Co- Olivia Cook as Allison Hightower, the daughter of Otto Hightower. Thank God they're not husband and wife. I mean, you could do that in Game of Thrones as well. They got a lot of that going on in the books and the show. Here's my thirteen year old Kelly. You will marry her. Have a second wife after the debacle of. Season eight of Game of Thrones. Are you excited for this show? I am. Yeah. Okay. I started listening to uh, the book, the audio book that is covering this, and it's okay. more like going through history, Westeros history, but you hear the stories, and I'm like, damn, I want to see a show on that. And it's, they're making it with Matt Smith, the doctor. So I have to watch it. I have to be excited. He was yeah. the doctor. That's it. I just don't want them to butcher it like they did. You have competent people involved in this. And it's that's not what everybody like everybody said about the first look, season of Game of Thrones. This boyfriend isn't like the last one. He's not going to beat you. Much. He might. <laughs> Only it might, it might be like a nice beating. Though. You might like it. You know, you just have a safe word. Pleasure, baby. Bring it. Yeah. Now, angle it like, you know. Thank yeah. you. There we go. Now they want to see your Make face. Make sure you cup the balls. Make sure and fondle. Um, but no. House of Dragon is in production now and it's expected to premiere on HBO and HBO Max in 2022. So, in mere months, we will be seeing another Game of Thrones series pop up on HBO. Kelly, how do you feel about this? You and old man were if for people that don't know, Newcomers to the podcast, old man and uh, our Iron Kelly were watching Game of Thrones well before Big Brother and I. I am, unlike most people, I was not pissed off at the ending in the last season. I wasn't necessarily pissed off. It was I thought just, it could be better, but I wasn't yeah. really pissed off with it. I just thought... I mean, people were trying to get it changed. They were, they were petitioning to change it. It was like going from painting Picassos to kindergarten fridge art. So you had to look at what what was being put out at that time. So at the same time season eight was coming out, Endgame was coming out. So we had a lot of like a lot of really good stuff. Yeah. So for for the like for like the the content didn't live up to the build up. That's all I'm saying. It's not that not that I didn't enjoy it. It's just mm-hmm. I would have enjoyed it a lot better if the build up was like if the payoff. Building up actually paid off. Yeah. There was a lot Fair of unanswered questions. Anyway, about this one, though, I'm excited for it. I'd like to know the history. I mean, you know a little bit of the history, but... I mean, I this is after try. the fall of, of Valeria. And this is Targaryens, are, you know, they're on the move. They're like, well, I don't know. Westeros sounds pretty nice to fucking invade. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, the dragons were a good part of, of uh, Game of Thrones, but not really. And there's more dragons. 
Yeah, that's what so, I really wanted. I wanted more dragons. Yeah, so that's what I mean. More there's, magic. There's, there wasn't Gives enough. Me more of that. There wasn't enough. Like that was a huge part of her with her dragons, and yeah, and it was just not enough in there. Like dragons would come fuck shit up, and that was about it. And it would, they would, yeah. but, and they did a little bit of history about it, but this will definitely help. I just hope they do a lot of Targaryen stuff. So, yeah, yeah the I want dragons in, in in Game of Thrones were used as more props to uh, accelerate the story or evolve the story, whereas the lore that was behind the dragons that we're going to be seeing now. Yeah, I can't wait. That, I'm so looking I'm at this from an purely an actor's talent of going for, I'm trusting in this man right here above Kelly's head, Matt Smith, because as the doctor, Katarina... Big Brother and myself, last week, we had a long Doctor Who chat, got it all out of our systems for now, and um, it was it was really awesome, and it was also, we all realized that the Matt Smith portion of Doctor Who had the most expansive amount of story and the best story in recent years since Eccleston, and with him at the helm, he had such a commanding role he damaged his knees multiple times just from the dramatic turns and all the action stuff that they have to do. Him in this role in the House of Dragon as a Targaryen, I got to believe that he is going so, to command this. You'll love this. You know, I haven't watched I, uh, him in Terminator, though, so I can't say that he's awesome in everything. Uh, you know who I turned on to Doctor Who? It's Emma, my daughter. There you go. You know which episode that I turned her on with? Blink. Van Gogh. Oh, okay. That's a better one. That's a better one. Yeah. No, if if you are Matt, man, what are you talking about? Doctor Who? Go on Amazon Prime. Watch the. Uh, what's the episode number? I can't oh, remember. Geez. It's in. It's on HBO Max, actually. Yeah, it's on HBO Max. Just you'll see Van Gogh in the clip, in like the tagline there, in the description. But watch the Van Gogh episode and watch Blink. Those are two of the best episodes. On top, on top of many, but it, those are the best two to introduce people to Doctor Who in because they take a single story. You can just show somebody those episodes, and you will understand that. And you don't, and have you'll to, love it. With, with those two particular episodes, you don't have to know the lore of Doctor Who to understand, yeah, the gravity of the the character that they're representing. Yeah, I mean, he is the Doctor. He's not a soldier. He's a Doctor. Well, on to the that's next story. how he does it, but. <laughs> The next story is just as exciting, man, because Ms. Marvel set photos reveal our first look at her comic-accurate costume. There is a tweet below that shows it off. It's not big, giggity, but if you click it, it does send you over to the guy's page, and he was on the set. Uh, the new set photos of Ms. Marvel reveal our first look at Kamala Khan's superhero costume in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. The upcoming Disney Plus series was uh, is set to announce uh, was set to uh, was announced at D twenty three in twenty nineteen. That's all, folks. Along with She Hulk and Moon Knight as part of the second wave of Marvel Studios uh, shows that they were developing. So now we already know She Hulk is going well. And all of these, mo- you know, shows are going to be leading to movies. So we know that. What do you see? I see like a World War Hulk coming out of She-Hulk. 
I see that, but uh, I'm, I'm the Hulk psyche. I feel he, if that's all the Hulk is all psychology. He's a very shattered mind, and he's this brilliant Bruce Banner. But this Hulk is, you know, just rampaging. And now you have them in, you know, in Endgame having a symbi- symbiosis, but then having, you know, giving, you know, uh, his cousin Jennifer and having her become She-Hulk seeing what that does to him and all the stuff with, you know, Red Hulk coming and all that. I can't wait to see Red Hulk. That is what I'm I really want just, them to build into a movie with that series. I'm just checking my mind at the door. I'm just going to enjoy the content for what it is. And there's a lot of content here, you know. In, uh, I'm a Villani is our Ms. Marvel, and it is a very comic accurate, It even from the short teaser that we got from the, uh, the last year's, you know, did, surprise, this is Disney. Um, they showed a little bit of Ms. Marvel. It yeah. looks comic accurate, and it's really going right along the, the Marvel vein, which is really good. So we'll have to see how this one turns out. And there is, I, I know it's coming this year. They, yeah, they're after, being coy with the date. After Ms. Marvel being like being graced, not just in comic book form, but in video game form, a lot of people got their eyes open with Ms. Marvel in that way too. So. A lot of people are clamoring for this movie when it comes out and this show when it comes out. So I will be cautiously optimistic. That's yeah. What we say. I'm yeah. really hoping they stick. Not, I don't want them to necessarily stick to the comic, but do what they do with all their other comic stuff to where you have even what they did with uh, Ms. Marvel in the game, Avengers. Yes. Do a little spin on that because Terrigen Mist has to come from somewhere, but just having a random Terrigen Mist that doesn't explain anything is just that's going to be a plot hole in the story you know yeah we don't need those tropes so I, i'm interested to see how she's going to get the terrigen mist exposure and you know marvel's avengers the game really did a good job of you know she was on the helicarrier when it blowed when when it blown up and she got exposed to it and that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> but the co- the comic accurate costumes are a thing with Marvel right now. We had Falcon Winter Soldier with you know Sam Wilson finally donning that comic accurate Captain America outfit. Hawkeye was spotted with his comic fi- Did you see- accurate costume on the uh the Hawkeye show. Did you see Anthony Mackie's uh reaction to his uh figurine on Stephen Colbert's show? It's, it's priceless. You can see it on the internet as well. Anthony Mackie also did a Hot Ones, an episode uh, of Hot Ones that was really good. Oh, okay. Check it out. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the show Hot Ones. Not really. What eat? do they do? Yeah. Um, it's a dude, they eat, they eat the spicy wings and they, they talk to them. Yeah. I mean, and literally the there's name, 10 steps. The, name, the last one is like, like 6 million plus. Well, it could have been hot chicks in bikinis in a fucking hot tub. I don't know. Yeah. Twitch is having that problem. And you're saying a show, you're saying that's a hot that they, tub time machine, there, sir. Com, comic legit costumes, yeah. In Wandavision as well. WandaVision. Yes, Wandavision, White Vision. They're setting up West Coast Avengers, Hawkeye. You get Shang Chi. You get you know. Um, when are they going to do Dark Avenger, Avengers? Oh, that's got to be coming up, man. They got Moon Knight, and they're getting Blade, and then you get Constant or not. That's DC. And you're gonna but you get uh, uh, what's her. Uh, What's her face? Well, we already have Agatha, but we get like Doctor Doom in there. Uh, Moon's uh, what's what's her name? The <sighs> yeah, Moonstone, something like that. There's a lot going on there. Even Dave Batista said Guardians Three. 
That's it. Drax is done. So Guardians is going to do that Guardians thing that we see in the comics to where they just drop somebody off, pick somebody up, Guardians go on. So you're going to see the roster change. And that's what four and Phase 4 and 5 are about with Marvel, is introducing you to this new change and expanding the lore like they did in the comics, which is really good. And that's what I like with this story, is that they're expanding this with Ms. Marvel, but they're also celebrating something in the next story. Marvel celebrates the movies in this clip. And, of course, they have Stan Lee uh, in the beginning, you know, and he's saying, that man next to you, that's your brother. That woman over there, that's your sister. Yeah, that's the clip. That's the movie. Um, And it's really awesome to where do we dare even put the music on because that's really inspiring. And that's also copyright. Yeah. But it shows us a glimpse at the Eternals movie as well. And here, this is, it's all about family. Just like the Purjangers and Wallhangers Media Network, it's all about family. Marvel, they're bringing this and driving this home in the beginning because they're showing you where they were. And it's where you go to escape. It's, and this is where they're talking about family, where we are Groot, you know? And where they're going with this new phase is just going to be some of the best stuff we've seen yet. And there's a lot of reveals in this towards the end. And all these clips, by the way, are really great. You know, you have uh, right here with Thor's entrance, Black Widow right here. He, He went... Oh, my God. It was so great. And here with Doctor Strange when he's doing the multi-arm thing, Captain Marvel. So many moments that we share between with all these clips. So many memories of in the theaters. And I do believe right here they're going to the best moment ever in Avengers Endgame when everybody get hyped up on your left and Falcon flies in. And then you see all the mobs of people ready to whoop Thanos and his army's ass. And then he says, Perjangers, assemble! That's what he said, right? No? I'll go with it. Okay. But then we get all the way up to now. The point of these movies is that, and here, you know where you were when you seen these. Like, you know. Everybody knows that intro right there. We're getting Black Widow with Red Guardian, Taskmaster. We're getting a new Black Widow with uh, Yelena Belenov. When's Null coming in? I don't know, man. And they're not done with the Winter Soldier. That's why they didn't name the title card at the end of Falcon Winter Soldier, Captain America and, and the White Wolf. He's There's still a Winter Soldier in there. So we're still going to get that. Shang-Chi, San Francisco, martial arts fun. I'm just hoping they nail the martial arts on this one. Don't Mortal Kombat it. Mortal Kombat was good for finishers. It was good for video games. It was good for what it was, like, you know, Kong versus Godzilla. But I want Shang-Chi to be more. Eternals. Here we see our little cuts there. Spider-Man. December. Doctor Strange. March 20. uh, And then 2022. May 2022 for uh, for Thor. Love and Thunder. And Wakanda Forever is the title for Black Panther 2. The Marvels. Captain Marvel 2 is the Marvels, which is perfect. And then so Guardians many. of the Galaxy three, Volume 3 and Fantastic Motherfucking 4. How awesome is that Phase Fucking 4, man? That is setting up such 
amazing features that we're going to see. We know their the resume. We know what they've done. Now we see them going through their toy box and playing with more stuff to where Captain, Mar- uh, Captain Marvel 2, the Marvels, fans want to see Blue Marvel. We're going to see, uh, you know, uh, Rambo. Monica Rambo. Yep. Dawn, maybe a Captain Marvel role. We'll see probably Ms. Marvel in there because she's already getting that series. That's her road to being Ms. Marvel, just like volume one of the comics. And then you have Captain Marvel in there, maybe dying, maybe doing stuff. I don't know. There's a lot of stuff with Captain Marvel that they do. It'd be awesome if they bring in Rogue at the Marvels and then she, that they keep that comic accurate because Carol Danvers was trapped in Rogue's head for a while. That's where she got her powers and they were, they were together for so long she would just retain some of Captain Marvel's powers. So that's how they're going to link... I really hope. X-Men. That'd be awesome if they do that. Because, you know, you have Secret Invasion and a whole bunch of different stuff. Like, still keep it comic accurate, but put it as Monica Rambeau. Because you have Secret Invasion as a TV show. What is that going to lead to, you know? Who knows what's going to happen after Secret Invasion? We find out these scrolls are here. Maybe they're tampering with people all along. How are they going to enter mutants in? Is probably mutants are phase five, you know, like Blade and all these other properties that we're going to see off of that. Like our season twos of, you know, uh, Falcon Winter Soldier. We're already getting Captain America for. That's probably going to be phase five. We're going to be seeing, all right, we're going to get our shows in here, and it's going to be like the tide of Marvel just coming in and out. And that's what I really love about it. That's what I love about this whole video. They're just letting you know you're going to be knee-deep in Marvel goodness before yeah, long. If, if you remember, 2020 was the first year that they didn't have a Marvel movie in the theaters. Yep. So they have to rebuild that streak, man. And now they're just going to slap it all over your face. Well, you know. they can slap the next story on my face. That's what <laughs> they can do. That's exactly what they can do because Loki is coming, <laughs> giggity, two days earlier. And we get a new trailer here for Loki. Uh, it's awesome because it's coming on a Wednesday, June 9th, instead of a, the 11th. And Kat, in the end credits, you'll see she pointed out a big thing that Wednesday is Odin's day, Friday is Freya day, Thor's day, the day we go live. Um, except for a special podcast coming up on my birthday um, with a comedian, Brandon Vincent Jackson. Just found now was the time during the Loki trailer. But Loki's going to be kind of like uh, they're using the re- him as the an agent. Why they're doing it on Wednesday because every time he, he declares himself, he's like, Loki, Odin's son. So it's yeah. going to be Odin's day. Yeah. He says, and Tom Hiddleston had his own, Marvel did a video that they, Sean Ennis says, America. Um, but. Tom, forever. Tom Hiddleston was on Marvel's uh, YouTube and they did a video and he was saying how great Loki is in his way. Um, and he was saying that, of course, Wednesday is the new Friday. So maybe Disney goes with a Wednesday, Friday release date for their shows and they can double churn. Yeah, yeah they can put out the double content. But still give it. You keep Star you Wars on Fridays. You keep what, you know, uh, Marvel stuff on Wednesdays and you segment it that way. And that way it's just the ever churning machine. You get something else going on the Monday channel and that's a full fucking a rotary network. Yeah. Well, Copyright Batman and Projangers and Wallhangers LLC. They're giving it five days for over the weekend versus. That's how it works, three. right? They might, yeah, they probably did. They probably did analytics on it to, to give it, you know, it's time to. It's a very Marvel move. Percolate. We're going to, you know what? 
they did this with Infinity War. We're going to release it early because Robert Downey Jr., Facebook reminded me, he did that tweet in April. Marvel, let's release this early. And we got it early. It was awesome. So I feel that with the all these shows, it's just going to be more awesome slapping our way. A lot like the hint of green. This next story, because in brightest day, in darkest night, no story shall escape my sight. Let those journalists with all the goodness and might beware this story's power. Green Lantern's light, because HBO Max cast Finn Whitrock as as a Green Lantern. He's been practicing that all for day. three days. All day, not three days, all day. Oh, my God, it. I was stuck in Chris, traffic. Can you, can you come over? I need to practice something. I need your opinion. I was stuck in traffic. I was doing running around Mother's Day shopping. Um, donked it. Can't say what. Mom will probably watch. Um, <laughs> that'll be the day. Um, <laughs> my mother has never watched any of my shit, but that for good reason. Not mine either. Yeah, I told her not to, actually. You, you don't want to watch that. But <laughs> Green Lantern, HBO Max, obviously Warner Brothers put the halt to Zack Snyder's Green Lantern, even to where we found out now he put out on his Vero that he f- already filmed the actor as his John Stewart in his studio driveway for that Batman scene. He already did the work, and they said no because they had this in the works with Green Lantern. Now, Finn Whitrock, we see on the screen above us, he's going to be Guy Gardner. I think Zack Snyder should still put it out. I mean, what's the harm of getting somebody to do the CGI to have Zack Snyder, you know, just have that as an extra deleted scene ending? In that section of the movie. Warner Make Brothers, it complete. It's called retention. Learn. You know, even just get Zach. Like, have a fan. I guarantee you, if Zack Snyder reached out to a fan, they would cream their pants and they would do it immediately. Contest. I like this actor, too, though. So Contest sounds great. He's a good actor, too. He's been in a lot of stuff. They actually, I looked up some of this stuff. He has been, Whitrock has, is an interesting actor and has given memorable turns in series such as American Horror Story, yep. Ratcheted, as well as The Big Short and The Last Black Man in San Francisco. Obviously, he wasn't the lead in that one. Why is that? The Last Black Man in San Francisco. He's about the same, uh, I will say he's the same color shade as you and I. So, I mean, you can't really, that'd be a really fucked up movie if it was a white guy who was the last black man in San Francisco. It's a white guy like, what you mean? Like, this guy is going to get canceled. (laughs) But, uh, obviously, American Horror Story, I've watched a couple seasons of it, kind of fell out, but I did realize that was great horror story writing. And a lot of people, you know, my buddy I had uh, worked with over at Dodge, he had a tattoo of the, the clown. On his calf. That's that was really one detailed. of the only seasons I didn't watch. Yeah, I've just, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm not a big horror fan, but I do appreciate those actors that have to do that horror stuff because you have to make yeah. that believable in the really good stuff like horror, American Horror Story. You have to make it look like I, that I, character I, actually thinks they're going to die. It's where you know it all looks ridiculous when you're filming it. So that level of acting, I feel like, Ridiculous stuff like that and, like, CGI. Like, it's hard not to be goofy and funny. 
Like, yeah, what kind I, I of clowns would have a green screen just laying around? Oh. But yeah, only one. Yeah. Actually, a multiple, I believe. We, have two. we, uh, we do. I think at least two. But it's not a problem. Um, it's only two. That's how you know it's not a problem. But Green Lantern, I'm liking this show because we're getting Simon Cruz, Jessica Baez, Kilowog, other kind of Green Lanterns in here. Okay. And the thing I liked about it is that it's um, Guy Gardner's got that 1980s, you know, embodiment of, you know, hyper patriotism. That's why they picked uh, Whitrock in the role. Uh, the story spans decades and the galaxies and uh, beginning on Earth in 1941 with the very first Green Lantern secretly gay FBI agent, Alan Scott. So they're going all the way back to the beginning, as well as 1984 with cocky alpha male Guy Gardner and half alien Bree Jarta. So it's going to uh, they'll be joined by a multitude of other lanterns from the comics and favorites never seen, never before seen heroes. The, the Green Lantern, I've been delving a little bit into the comics, Blackest Night and all the storylines with the Guardians and everything. It's really great stories, especially once you get into Simon Baz and uh, Jessica Cruz. They're, that's when you already had the Blackest Night. You had all the formation of all the Lantern Corps rings. Yeah. There's a lot of property here for a space cop show. Yeah. You know, that's uh, just a... a you know, a uh, uh, rainbow of opportunities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I went there. Next story. I'm also going to this next story, which WB is committed to hiring a black director for Superman movie. Um, JJ's looking for, he's producing the new Superman film, which is going to be a reboot. And Black Panther writer Ta-Nehisi Coates will write the script, and right now they're looking for a black leading role and a black director. So this is where I have a problem with just, you know, he's a director. doesn't matter whether he's black, white, Asian. doesn't matter what color you are. I don't give a shit as long as the content is good mm-hmm. and it follows the comic trajectory. I am happy with the film. Well, there's something said. Hire the person on the merits. It doesn't have to well, be. Well, there's something black said director. from having the perspective. You look at Black Panther. That was all black supporting cast, as it as well be. as it other shows be. have had that. It's not because bad it, for them to do Earth Two Superman, and he is a black Superman having this story to where I believe in the comics he becomes president. But you can still have a black Superman written as it was in the comics by any director of any color. Well, that's saying, the thing. This is what they're the, asking. The color of the, 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 color the, color of the, director, the director doesn't matter doesn't as long matter. as the content and, and it follows the lore. Like you're saying, Black Panther, that made sense. It could have been, it would have been the same, it should have been the same. Same movie, whether it was a white or a black. Well, to even go on with what Anthony Mackie has come out and said is that there is it's primarily white when you go on to a lot of those old Marvel movie sets. And understandably so. Just that because, is where I'm saying and, and it is just, good. I'm not saying the actual color of the skin of the director the society, matters. The society I'm saying that this is like a good move a for diversifying the behind-the-scenes set and getting a, a different multicultural viewpoint 
on these movies. And this is where you're going to get this great action-packed script that relates to everybody because everybody made it. A lot like the creation of Ms. Marvel. Yeah, and that should be just a collaboration of good ideas. And these characters have just such a lure behind them and a backstory behind them that it's almost, if this is where they want to go, let's see what it happens. It's, w, it's WB. It's not like anybody has any high expectations for this movie. Yeah, I'm just saying this is like the... the has whole, anybody expected anything from Warner Brothers recently? The, well, I mean, besides Mortal Kombat. Has anybody checked out Tenet? I saw that hit HBO Max, too. That, Tenet is a really good movie, but it's like in the vein of like... Uh, like I started watching it late at night, Inception. and I was like, no, this just, is not just, the time I, I started watching Tenet before. I just, start, I just finished... We're, me and Elise are watching an HBO Max show. Uh, the one with Kate Winslet. Mayor of Easttown. Yeah, but we're, uh, I'm all caught up. Is that good? It's yeah, very it's good. good. And, we did, and it's Delco. We did just finish okay. it on Amazon. Oh, now it's I have Delco. to watch it if it's Delco. Amazon Prime called Them. I haven't seen that one yet. It's, it's pretty good. It's scary. Yeah, but okay. Mayor of Easttown is, is, is actually right. Delco. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, no, I have heard, with I have the, heard with that. With the accent and everything. You know, it was Fat Man Beyond. They they were talking about Mayor of Easttown. But what I'm, yeah. what I'm saying is, is that it doesn't matter. Like, you want, I'm all for inclusion, but not forced inclusion. Okay. Yeah. They have, all, it has to be good. It has to be merited, yes. But because the inclusion of it is nice. If if they if they if they hire a black director and the movie's not good, they'll you know no one will say anything because then they don't want it to be like, oh, I'm gonna be that guy. Yeah, I mean it's a I lot of work content to be it's a good. lot of pieces making a movie. It's a lot of little Lego pieces that have to be sturdy and connected and right for it to be a solid ship. So like and my 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 question is, this version of Superman, who were they written by, white or black? I don't give a shit. Black Panther writer, I'll trust him. I'll trust a Black Panther writer, but when you're talking about someone, I mean, Chaz, Chadwick Boseman was that role, yeah. Like, and he spearheaded a lot of and things. Michael B. Jordan was and it. Michael B. Jordan spearheaded Killmonger, and he has shot down being. Superman for this. Correct. He said, I'm and, just going to be watching. And and I like and, that though. And more power to him, but I also think yeah. he doesn't want to kill his aspirations from being you know Marvel and and <sighs> maybe he's just holding out for a better role, man. And and that could be what funny. if they bring Black Lightning into the film universe? And I would love to see Michael B. Jordan as Black Lightning. Not that the you know the uh, Arrowverse Black Lightning is really great. Well, with 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 Bozeman's um, untimely death, they're going to honor it. They're, that's why they're, they're going with Wakanda forever. I really feel like they're going to go with Siri being Black Panther because Michael B. Jordan once again said, "I'm not in that." So that is the logical conclusion of where to go. But that that's the, that's a classic Disney swerve where they he's you know I'm not in that, and then he ends up being in it. Yeah. Well, a lot of people are doing that. Like Andrew Garfield, he's kind of being coy now. Like, no, I'm not in on way home. I'm like, all right, I'm dude, just whatever. the actor from Facebook. Yeah, I'm like, all right, whatever. From social not, network. Not a lot of people, you know what a lot of people do play that? Remember that game, Borderlands? They do play that game, Borderlands, because it's the next story being made into a movie. Borderlands movie, and Kelly. That was a good segue. Proud of you. That was good. Thank you. <laughs> they rounded out their cast, and they have pictures of the cast below, so we know who we're talking about. Lionsgate revealed that Gina Gershon, uh, Cheney Jackson, Charles Babylonia. 
Babaloa, Benjamin Brian Davis, Stephen Boyer, and Raymond, uh, not Raymond Reddington, Ryan Redmond, almost, but not Raymond Reddington, will be joining the cast of Borderlands. Bobby Lee will also be introduced as a new role named Larry. I just wonder who's going to be Claptrap. Jack Black. Yeah, you see Jack, but you don't even. That's Bobby Lee. You just put the, the list comedian. of. Look, yeah, you just put the list yeah. of cast. He was on The Cabin with Burt yeah, Kreischer. Yeah, that's, that's he got naked was. in the bear next yeah. to Burt, and it was really awkward. He did that bit with uh, yelling at your dad with Don, uh, with Danielle, uh, Donnell Rawlings and Burt yeah, Kreischer, no, and it got way too racial. Yeah, a lot like this podcast. Look, look, you just, you um, just put the list of, ca- of cast, <laughs> and you know exactly who Jack Black would be. Yeah. Clap job. It, it just fits because they're joining Kate Blanchett, Kevin Hart, who is uh, Roland. Kate Blanchett is Lilith. You have uh, Jamie Lee Curtis and uh, Eli Roth is directing the film. That's why I'm excited for it. This is a star-studded Dude. cast, and you have Eli Roth. What's, what's the dude's name that's in it the, uh, when they did the uh, prequel? Handsome Jack? Yeah, who's yeah. going to be Handsome Jack? I don't think they're going to add Handsome Jack into this. Because the first Borderlands because this is, really is the dangerous. first one where they're on Pandora. In addition to announcing the new additions to the cast, Lionsgate also revealed their roles. Gershon will take on the role of Moxie, who was in the recent ones. Moxie. Well, I, I still think that's a good casting for Gina Gershon. Oh, yeah. Um, who is one of the most popular cosplay subjects of the Borderland franchise right there right now. So Jackson, meanwhile, will play Jacobs, who is a Pandora's idea of a refined gentleman. Uh, in the film, Jacobs is about to get married to Hammerlock, who is played by Babaloa. Bababooey? <laughs> uh, trademark, copyright. And we'll pay him for it. Uh, or YouTube will. As for Boyer and Redmond, they will be playing Scooter and Ellie, respectively, who will run you a catch scrap a ride? <laughs> Y'all won't catch a ride. Y'all won't catch a ride. Yeah, I love those two. Scooter. Uh, they run a scrapyard on Pandora. Davis will step into the role of an arms dealer named Marcus. While uh, I love going to Marcus's shop, although his deal of the day may actually get you a good gun, but usually you find all the good guns off the dead, you know, raiders. I don't so. think I like ever bought a gun in that game. I've never. It's good for selling all the guns you get, and then you get money to get you know other shit that you want. You just get money to buy mods. Ammo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> ammo, ammo, mods, and shields. Yeah, that's all Marcus is really good for. He's, it's, you know, he's like walking into an actual store when there's Amazon. I got Big Brother with that one. Um, and the audience who is. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, that's why I have this. Um, and uh, Lee, Bobby Lee, will play a soldier from Roland's former unit. So you have Bobby Lee and Kevin Hart. I don't know what you're talking about. Going catch a ride as soldiers. <laughs> this is definitely a fucking comedy. To where you have Kevin Hart and Bobby Lee as soldiers. Yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. Jack I, don't, I don't know what you're talking about. It's a drama. And Jack Black. This is going to be great. Because Kate Blanchett, obviously, legendary actress. I, I can see them being soldiers, like like how in um, the two soldiers in Mandalorian, yeah, they're bickering. I just yeah, they write a better that, that's ending. Like how on I the punch, them being, Bobby Lee's the one. Like that, more in like, Bobby Lee would be the guy that punches Baby Yoda or Baby Grogu. Sorry, 
Yeah. He would be the one that does that. That's Bobby Lee. That's accurate. Well, I can just picture them being like that, but having more, just having them more in it than that one scene. Yeah. So this movie's been in development since 2015. Roth is revealed to be the director early last year, and the development has continued to space since then. It it will aim to adapt extremely popular series of games, if you haven't heard, uh, with Lilith as Kate Blanchett, formal, uh, forming an alliance with an unexpected team that includes Tiny Tina, Ariana Greenblatt, and a host of other misfits. Jack Black will play Claptrap because, of course. <laughs> and there's no release date on the movie yet. But when it does come out, eventually it's going to turn over to our next story, and it's going to be on their $5 wall because the Game and DVD Exchange over at 23 East State Street, Media PA, they are going to have everything from retro to new games, including... He keeps PS5. on icing his back by saying the word... Broski. <laughs> so well-timed. And, of course, he also has this crazy idea that... Kelly and I are twins. They have... Did you just mouth that? <laughs> yeah. Yes, he did. Wow. <laughs> I'm a therapist on Tuesday. But we're going over to the $5 wall where you're going to find the best Blu-rays, including he may actually still have a couple copies of Spider-Man 3, even though the one guy bought all those other copies on him there. Um, he definitely has still has Shaq Fu. Oh, yeah. Shaq Fu is in demand. Go there and ask for it. He'll give it to you for free. Good deal. <laughs> You'll get a good deal if you mention Perjangers and Shaq Fu. I guarantee you that. He can do it. He can throw us that bone on Shaq Fu. And of course, we always go right over to the next story because speaking of making money, it's not just Mark and the Game and DVD Exchange that's making money. Microsoft is reminding you that they also definitely make monies. Especially through Xbox. Yeah. Because uh, a Microsoft executive has admitted that the company doesn't earn any profit on sales of Xbox consoles alone. That's been something that's known for years. Well, they're ju- Congress is just now finding out, like WhatsApp. It doesn't matter what company. What was that you are. two years ago when Robot got on uh, with Congress and they asked uh, Facebook about WhatsApp? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a debacle. Yeah, the no robot console. No, like Mark no, Zuckerberg. No hardware ma- manufacturer of any console has made any money since the era of Super Nintendo. But you were wrong. Because in this article, they actually tear it down. Because it says right here that Sony and Microsoft has have similar business models for PlayStation and Xbox consoles. But Nintendo's always Nintendo is an exception. In court documents, Microsoft estimates that the hardware is generally a loss for Sony, but... A profit for Nintendo, which is backed up by Nintendo's impressive $84.59 million Switch sales this year, up to March 31st. Yep. That's because they introduced the Switch Lite, which allows a portable version of it. And it's cheap. It's not... It doesn't oh, have to be this you can big, amazing thing. On that, so you can actually take your games from your home console and go with it. So Because it is cloud cloud saves, too. Switch is also... Do, Nintendo's doing what they said, and they promised. They're getting you more third-party support. 
you're eventually getting all the games. It just took are them they three, the best? It took no. them three console cycles There's to get third party support. Well, yeah. Are they the best graphic wise? No. Are they there? Do you have these great Actually, classic they, games that you game. want? Yes. So so they are they are best graphic wise for the hardware it supports. So yes. let's just let's put the context to the hardware. The, is the hardware maxed out to what the what the what it can do? Yes. So you get the best graphics for the system. It can play Skyrim. It can play Skyrim. <laughs> Everything can do. <laughs> Skyrim lines. and Doom. That beer can can play Skyrim. <laughs> yeah. But that's my, the thing. My new Apple Watch can play make, Skyrim. Make sure, Wait, make sure, get make it sure on you there. take off the tab. That's a coin. <laughs> can, but, I, can I ask you this? Yeah. Shoot. Speaking of Switch and the, all the good games that are on it. Yep. Why is there no Metroid Four is in the co- it's in the oven, but Metroid. I mean, where do you take Metroid there's a, there's in this love. interactive era that Nintendo has? Remake Super Metroid. Ooh, 3D action Super Metroid. Yeah, but they they did Metroid Prime, which the game itself was good, but it didn't really have the nostalgia or capture feel. So let's just say remake Super Metroid in a 3D. Yeah, no, yeah. Yeah. You don't necessarily need to reinvent the wheel, though. Like, Castlevania Side Scroll is still awesome. Yeah, but I still want... You can still you know, make... Because when, when Metroid Fusion came out for the Game Boy Advance, that was a fucking amazing game. Yeah, it was. I played the fuck out of that game. I 100%ed that game. Same here. Ah, uh, a couple times. It was such a good game. So you I knew where everything do, was. You can do the same thing yeah. for the Switch. The hardware will support larger levels, larger maps, more yeah. power-ups. And you can evolve this lore even greater, even in a 2D platform. Yeah, I mean, but they also mention in this is that the, pretty much where they're going is that they don't get money from the consoles. They get it from online services. Yeah. They yep. get it from the free, you know, the in-app stores. They get it from, you know, the, the game purchases. They get a portion of that. Of that is where they're gaining all their capital. And that's what they have to describe out to Congress, sadly. But... We elected them. So what does that really say? Well, we don't get political, but this Epic versus Apple, I didn't, it, you know, your it, bases it really belong to us. It, it's exploding, you know, because this big thing between the two, all because they took them off their store. Yeah, it's, it's whatever. A At bunch of toddlers point. throwing a tantrum, but, uh, you know, Companies are allowed to have their own business model internally. When you subscribe to the service or you sign that end user license agreement, you're pretty much signing your life away. Yeah. So, and at nobody the reads end it either. Of the day, people are getting mad because they didn't read the fucking mission statement. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. Like a person on a on a, who just figured out about a leasing a car, they find out real quick afterwards. But you know. Yeah, just sign here and here and here. What am I signing? I don't know. All right, I'll sign anyway. I didn't know I couldn't drive to California and back on a lease. You want to catch yeah. a ride? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But talking about things that are going to make them money, Microsoft is going to make money on this next story. Which, of mm-hmm. course. That was a good segue. Because Fable Reboot is being made using a powerful engine, a Forza series engine. 
Turn 10 Studios, best known for the Forza Motorsports series, is hiring. And a job listing reveals the series Forza Tech engine is being used for the Fable 4's development at Sister Studio Playground Games. While the long wait for Fable reboot continues, Xbox Game Studios appears to be hard at work uh, behind the scenes to make the long-abandoned series a proper current-gen experience. Gentlemen, are you as excited... As I am about this. Yes. My soul's screaming in excitement for this. I love the Fable series. Chicken oh, chaser. I was a beast at pouring drinks. <laughs> He's a chicken chaser. It took me so long to figure out you could change your title. I'm like, why the fuck is everyone calling me a chicken chaser? It's kind of... A chicken it, chaser? What was that? It hurt me. The, the first door, the light within, they had to turn on the lamp. Oh, God. Oh, illuminating the lamp or something. And Wasn't that two? No, that was one. That was one? Because that was the doors. The, they had the secret doors that you had to do certain things in front of. Like, one, you had to eat, like, 80, like, chicken eggs in front of to prove you were evil. I never went to evil route. Oh, my God. I went both routes. Like, I... I went I all have, good I until I killed my sister. One. I, I went through... <laughs> and then I was oh, yeah, pure evil. <laughs> I got... I got hooked on Xbox 360 with Mass Effect. I've said this multiple times, but what changed my gaming experience was Fable Such because this is where I really fell in love with action RPGs done right. It had your actions mattered. If you were good, you had I thought there was like bugs flying around my screen at one point. No, those are butterflies because you're so fucking nice. Yeah, you I goddamn beautiful son of a bitch, Iron Kelly. Do you know I did become a girl, I did become a woman. There's a goddamn butterflies around you. I had, head, this, you I good had a son sex of a bitch in one too. Yeah, man. And then I I loved how eventually you grew the horns when you were evil. Yeah. And everybody just kind of got scared of you. Like this was crappy Everyone graphics, to have sex but with good you when you went the good way. Good, good mechanics. mechanics. Yeah. Good mechanic. Even when you were evil, you could get some psycho bitches. You were Mar- Marilyn, uh, not Marilyn Manson, uh, Charles Manson. Marilyn, you don't want to be Marilyn Manson. He was abusive, apparently. But Charles Manson, maybe he was good to his women. I don't know. This is a bad, bad segue. But back to Fable. Remember that? While I outdig myself from this hole. Um, the previously, another job listing revealed the plans for the simple titled Fable indicated that Playground is building the game on a custom game engine. <laughs> Link's trying to get under there. Where did he go? Um, I was going to put me in your place. <laughs> cackle. I was going to put a cackle in the place. So uh, I think we should just go to the next story. Yeah, I'm really excited with this because I was no, the reason I'm game, hitting this I'm... is that Fable is the game you want to have the Forza engine on because yes, that's you look the one thing at I'm excited really most excited is I love I've said it in many podcasts I love beautiful graphic games. Yeah. You're going to get this with this yes. because what do you focus on with cars? The metal has to be shiny. Man, wouldn't you want your armor to look shiny? The environment Fable has to look real. Fable already kind of had a decent... It, Fable already had decent polish on it. It just... 
It was just... It was the art style that it did it. But now when yeah. you take Forza in that engine yes. and add that art style, really you're getting a about, whole new look. I'm not really concerned about the engine. I'm concerned about how they deliver the product because... The, you know, Dude, it's a reboot. They could take this to... You always... you In the original Fable, you saw in that Heroes Guild the ancient ruins. They could take it back all the way to them and then work up to the original I Fable. Would, I would love for them to just kind of... Start from the beginning. Start from the beginning. Do what Star Wars won't. Start from the beginning. Show the original heroes. You Do it pick, live. You pick the original heroes, and you're going through forming. We're mythology. doing it live. You know, Fuck. I think that would be really great, and yeah. that I'm would excited. be something that everybody would. I just would don't buy. want them to to God, you know, you're such drop a, the, the such the a negative Nancy. Me, I'm not yeah. being a negative Nancy. I want be a positive Patty. The second one. No, I don't want to be a Patty. Good. Don't be a pessimistic Peter. I got a million of them. You just need to stop. <laughs> you're, you're the from the SNL so here's the other thing that I wanted to mention, because uh, Fable also is getting plenty of support from big players across the game industry. One that Big Brother will be extremely excited for. It was announced that Control's lead writer is joining the Fable reboot. And so Big Brother's real excited. This is why I say I want the IP to be delivered properly. All right, pessimistic Peter, you might have a point, especially with control <laughs> involved. I was excited to, with the story up until this point, right, but right, right. on that note, we have to go to a internet troll. Brutality. Yes, because Mortal Kombat director Ed Boon is teasing fans about Marvel fighting game. NetherRealm Studios could be adding on a, a feather to its cap as fe, uh, far as f crossover fighting games are concerned. The developer is best known for its hyper-violent Mortal Kombat series as it branched out over recent years, but now Ed Boon is teasing a Marvel fighting game. I would love to see his take on it. Um, I just don't know where it would fit. Like essentially, the tweet is that he's it's he's like retweeting James Gunn, and he was saying, "I'll see you on May, you know, fifth, twenty twenty two, and he was like, "Huh, James Gunn did a DC and Marvel property, and then thinking emoji, and that is either a really good internet troll just poking fun at how he's doing both, yeah. and how they had injustice and their Warner Brothers because of NetherRealm Midway being bought up by Net." Uh, by you know uh, Warner Brothers, so it could be just a playful troll, but it also could be Marvel vs. DC, the fucking game, man. Be pretty Tell cool. me you don't want to see that. That's where the internet is I, chattering. I, I, towards I would right actually, now. I would actually clamor for, um, you know, Marvel versus Dragon. Do you want to do Secret Wars? Marvel, Capcom versus DC, Netherrealm. Mm, do like a PvPvP. Well, like they already a, have a, a player versus Capcom. Yeah. They already have a Marvel versus Capcom, and they already have that IP. Yeah. But the problem is, is that you would have to involve Capcom. Yeah. And the IP right now is owned. Well, by... and people want you know Marvel versus Capcom four, and that's what they want out of Capcom. They had that already. Yeah, they had Infinite. They had three and Infinite. They didn't have four. Yeah, and and, and they're saying whatever. Ed Boon's next project is is holding up that next Marvel vs. Capcom. But if it is a Marvel vs. DC fucking game, 
That is exactly what every gaming nerdy fan has wanted since they did fucking DC vs. Mortal Kombat. I can see Square Enix getting involved in this little headspace because they already own the IP for Marvel. Oh, you're just going to make it a gangbang. Yeah, why not? All right. The Nerdy Gaming Gangbang might be the title of the podcast. Get your square soft on. (laughs) (laughs) Another game you're going to want to get on? This is the next story. (coughs) Doesn't work because you can still hear it on yours. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, you forgot. Do that thing. You need a cough button. But open world game, uh, open world vampire game V Rising is revealed in a new trailer. Uh, a new open world vampire game V Rising has been announced from uh, for PC from Sunlock Studios. V Rising, and dude, we will all have to probably hop on this game because the premise of it sounds so fucking great. A vampire open world to where. Uh, you're a vampire who has just awoken from centuries of slumber who must survive in a ru- world ruled by humans. Sunlock Studios is a team of 30 based in Sweden. Sweden. Its uh, previous games include Battle Right and Blood Champions, which were both free-to-play action games focused on PvP. V-Rising remains without an expected uh, release date as of this writing. Uh, the reveal trailer takes place through the lore behind the game, uh, introducing them to a world where vampires once ruled by, uh, but were overthrown by humans. So they still lost. And now they're going to try to rebuild their empire. The player will start off as a reawakened vampire who must rebuild their strength, rise their castle, and convert humans to grow their empire. It sounds like, you know, like a little mafia builder game. It's a vampire, like black versus white. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my God, that was such a great game. Peter Molyneux's first game to dip it back into Fables, you know, pool. Um, But that is exactly what it sounds like. But having that... As, you know, in an open world game, you're a vampire just trying to convert, and then you have it on PC, so you have other players. Yeah. We have a whole Perjanger village of vampires. We could do a podcast from there. Fucking Animal Crossing Island. We could have an entire town of vampires. <laughs> That'll be a great, a great Could you imagine Halloween the possible episode. DLC as a werewolf vampire? And then we could do Perjangers of London sing-along. <laughs> we could. But we won't. (laughs) No, you got to push the button. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Squeaky wheel. (laughs) But uh, make alliances online, fend off holy soldiers, and wage war against other players in a world of conflict. The game remains in development at the moment, but this trailer marks the first step towards having a beta release. And it is uh, playvrising.com if you want to sign up for it. I really um, awesome I'm definitely going to because PC Master Race, you want to hop on that train as soon as you can. I, I feel like that would be awesome for us all to have like a character. and Oh, yeah. Oh, do yeah. a podcast. Hey, can I build my castle next year? So be, neighbor, be vampire neighbors. Oh, my God. And then we have to build a fence be so neighbors. that you pop up. And then we can build a little thing that can... Vabers. So yeah. <laughs> That'd be so fun. Vabers. You'll be Vabers. <laughs> or we can build bunk beds so that way there's more room for activities. Yes. 
So, more of Projanger Best Friends. Dice. <laughs> <laughs> Later, but V Rising will be able to be played what do you do solo with your or cooperating game. We shoot craps. Yeah. <laughs> you can play it solo or cooperatively with friends. And Sunlock Studios boasts that it has an open world filled with humans and supernatural beings. Sunlock's current roster of titles focus on PvP, but we'll have to see how they tackle this game. I want to think that if you have open world, you know, and you have an entire community building things almost like what they wanted in Chronicles of Illyria and, you know, recapturing humans. That's an interesting mechanic to have in this game. So you have that carrot that you're always trying to get. And it has okay. that, inter- it has, an if it has enough mechanics and enough building of your vampire powers and your town and your story, it could be kind of like Nina Kuni. Me- en- enough mechanical lore to support Yeah, it could be like, what is it, Nina Kuni 2 or 3, the one that's two. that's on 2 that's on Steam? It could be like that, to where you're building up your character and you're also building up your town around you that's going to help support you and get you that other better equipment. Yeah. So they could do a lot with that. But <laughs> they also thought they could do a lot with this next story. An AI-fueled dungeon game got much darker than expected. Uh, In December 2019, Utah startup Latitude launched a pioneering online game called AI Dungeon that demonstrated a new form of human-machine collaboration. The company used text-generated technology from artificial intelligence company OpenAI to create a choose-your-own-adventure game inspired by Dungeons & Dragons. What could go wrong? Uh, When a player typed out the action or dialogue they wanted their character to perform, algorithms would craft the next phrase of their uh, personalized, unpredicted adventure. Last summer, OpenAI gave Latitude early access to more powerful commercial versions of its technology. In the market materials, OpenAI touted AI Dungeon as an example of commercial and creative potential of writing algorithms. Then... Last month, OpenAI says it discovered AI Dungeon also showed a dark side to human-AI collaboration. (laughs) A new monitoring system revealed that some players were typing words that caused the game to generate stories depicting sexual encounters involving children. That's AI for you. It looks at the internet and it goes to child Some fucking people are just disgusting. So OpenAI asked Latitude to take immediate action. Quote, content moderator decisions are difficult in some cases, but not this one. OpenAI CEO Sam Altman said in a statement, this is not the future of AI that any of us want. I would imagine that you want to steer clear of the child porn in your AI game. To where they also said in this article to where people were trying to travel to a location and they said they want to mount their dragon and it is not what they expected. (laughs) Wow. So be very, it's like a genie when you're doing your three wishes, be very, very careful what you say. Talk about a fireball. Very crisp. Fabulous. (laughs) Copyright. Be very pronunciate. Throw your voice and make sure you're very clear when you're saying I want a 10 inch pianist. (laughs) (laughs) So latitude is in a bit of hot water for this because they got Matt was watching tentacle porn. They they tightened down so much that people, it got oversensitive that they could not refer to an eight-year-old laptop 
without triggering a warning message. Because that laptop is not old enough for consent. Did you ask your laptop for consent? I bet you did. I ask this one for consent every day. And Link looks at me weird. But others say the company plans to manually just surprised from review flagged content would be needlessly snooped on private and fictional creations. So they just snooped on your shit to make sure that you weren't saying nothing weird and people had a problem with it. Here's the rule of the internet or any program that's connected to the internet. Don't fuck with it. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't. And don't what type, I want to mount my dragon until I get to this city because that is a long way to fuck a dragon. And the dragon probably won't appreciate it at all, I got to imagine. That would infringe on how to train your dragon. <laughs> that may damage the dragon emotionally and psychologically. I got to <laughs> say, you have a point there, sir. Um, you know, the text generators, it's very... You know, hit and miss. So AI I mean, is probably his, not. This dragon is toothless. You know, the AI can beat you in chess oh. and go, but maybe the AI should just steer steer clear of Dungeons and Dragons, for at least for now. For me today. <laughs> now I got a palate cleanser. I got a palate cleanser say, story. I was gonna say, I'm like, you know what? Can we not end on that story? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not all doom and gloom, man. We also build up here in this podcast because world video game hall of fame inducts animal crossing starcraft and more (sighs) after initially revealing the various finalists early this year the strong national museum of play has officially announced the class of 2021 inductees to the world video game hall of fame The list of inductees this year, pulled from a list of 12 finalists, includes Animal Crossing, Microsoft Flight Simulator, StarCraft, Where in the World is is Carmen Sandiego? Sandiego. You remember the show, the cartoon, and then they also had the game show? Yes, the the, the theme theme song show was awesome. The theme song is actually sung by a acapella group called Rockapella. And they're still stuck in my head. You're welcome. (laughs) I'm going to be singing that for the next five days. But that means that Call of Duty, Farmville, FIFA, International Soccer, Guitar Hero, Mattel Football, Microsoft Flight Simulator, Pole Position, Portal, and Tron did not make the final cut. Microsoft Flight Simulator. You have it twice. Yeah. Yeah. And it says it right there. I know. This article, they did not do their their editing properly. It is comicbook.com, so what do you expect? Um, so they did not make the final cut. Just for reference, the World Video Game Hall of Fame inductee, Bejeweled, Centipede, King's Quest, and Minecraft last year. The World Video Game Hall of Fame has been inducting video games since it's first been established in 2015, with the inaugural class including Doom, Tetris, Super Mario Brothers, World of Warcraft, Pac-Man, and Pong. So Animal Crossing joined, and you know Microsoft Flight Simulator may or may not be in there. We don't know. We don't know. Maybe the first place. Thanks, comicbook.com. I mean, I'm glad that Animal Crossing's in there. It's really good. The first one on on GameCube, I mean, that's what, you know. Yeah, that's what they're inducting here. And that really, GameCube was a hidden gem console-wise. It still holds its legs just to play play the game, yeah. You know, uh, Virtual Fighter, and you had 
Animal Crossing. You had Resident Evil Four. You had such Resident good Evil 4 was games because on that, there. That kind of that took it to third it, person. It gave it a reboot of the series, and like I won't say reboot of the series, but a refresh of the series by changing the perspective. Yeah. And four, I would definitely go back and play. One and two, I won't go back and play. I hated the camera angle. It was so fucking atrocious. And one, yeah, one and two. two. Oh, my God. Two remake is awesome. I'll have to check that one out. Because that is the That's what they did. They, for. You know, like the uh, Final Fantasy fifteen. They were like, you know what? Fine. We'll do it your way, fans. And they did three. They redid three as well. Yeah. In that same uh, camera angle. But I'm, I'm liking it. Now, next year, what would you like to see? This is, you know. What I want to try to end off this story with is what would what was it what is a game from where in we're in like nineties era? SimCity. Ooh fuck that's good. That is good. Because without SimCity there would be no Sims. Yeah. 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 Um fuck man. I mean, I'm gonna say just out of fear my pure love of comedy, Duke Nukem. Um I would say if it was Duke Nukem in the 90s, then yes. Yeah. The, the most recent iteration. No, the Duke Nukem in the 90s. That original Duke Nukem, that game was so pivotal. Wolfenstein. Ooh. You stole mine. Wolfenstein Enemy Territory. I don't know if you remember that game. The first one. Enemy Territory was the online uh, team versus team. Yeah, but that was that was Xbox. No, that was PC. No, that was PC? This is before. Yeah, this is PC. Because Wolfenstein, I'm talking about just Wolfenstein. Yeah, no, the one on PC, the Wolfenstein. Yeah. Pre-Doom. Yes. Because it was Wolfenstein. What is that? Winter Olympics 98? Oh, yeah, that game. Was that so game, I put the bobsledding on that fucking game was awesome. So enemy ter- the enemy territory was only the online version of it, part of it. All right. Okay. So you couldn't play. It wasn't story mode. Like, Wolfenstein enemy territory was like Call of Duty. Throw. We played. I played in tournaments. You know what, man? I'm gonna throw one out there. Real easy softball. I can't believe it's on this list. Mega Man. Oh yeah, Mega Man should be in there. It should be in there. Um, Probably is. Tekken. Oh. And Final Fantasy VII. You know what? Street Street Fighter Fighter. before Tekken. Street Fighter way before fucking Tekken, man. I would say. I would say Tekken because without Tekken on PS1. There would be no Street Fighter 3D. There wouldn't be a fucking Tekken if it weren't for Street Fighter. But Tekken Tekken introduced 3D fighting, uh, uh, along with Battle Arena to Eden. I mean, one would argue that uh, I mean you had fighting games, but Street Fighter made fighting games popular. I got a good one for you because after that you got Mortal Kombat, Twisted which is metal. another one. Ooh, fuck oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, twist. That's like because that brought of, Vigilante Eight. You remember that in the like PlayStation magazines yeah, free yep. disc CD? Yep. That was like the start Played the shit out games. of that. Um, Spyro. Ooh yeah. Right, and Crash Bandicoot. Earthworm Jim. Earthworm Jim. We could go on all freaking day about this. So we can, but we're gonna go on to our end segment here. Legend of Zelda. Which oh, this is that's definitely already in there. It's gotta be. That was the foreplay for the end credits or for the end segment here. That's what I threw out there. But this end segment is legendary because the end segment is pick an actor and put him in a video game, movie, or series adaptation. Who are you going with, Kelly? Not so, me as Batman. <laughs> so, I'm not wearing the cutout nipples. Mine is a specific actor from a specific movie. Okay. It's uh, Jack Nicholson. Yeah. From The Shining. Okay. 
Imagine his look and what he looks like when he's all dis- disgruntled. In Alan Wake. No. Okay. <laughs> Dude from uh, GTA Five. Ooh. Um, Trevor. Trevor. Oh, fuck. That's yeah. perfect. Oh, who would you put for the other two? Oh, I don't even know. I would put Maybe. Roddy Downey Jr. as Michael. <laughs> yes, Robert Downey Jr. as Michael. And um, No, give uh, me... Forrest Whitaker as the other guy. No, not Forrest no, Whitaker. Just, just, no, you got to go with a young... You got to go with a young Jordan. <laughs> Only because well, it's easy. Thick, he's, thicker. He's, th- he's thicker because this guy, you got to go with somebody younger. Give me Mahershala Ali. Okay. Yeah. To kind of round out that kind of look that we have for the people there. But no, that's a good one. Um, I'm going to say... The game is Fable, and the person I want there is Henry Cavill. Okay. Okay. I'm really, first Fable, give me Henry Cavill as the main character. I think that is so fucking good. And then you do it Bandersnatch style to where you can decide whether he's good or bad. The replayability of that movie, series, or game. I mean, you already technically have that in The Witcher. Well, no, it's that's different than Fable, because one, you don't have. Damn, I mean, it's it's just different. The look and the feel of it is different than Fable. I would want Henry Cavill, and I would also want it like that cartoon styling of Fable. But all, oh, yeah, that is definitely a Trevor. Yeah, that's yeah, a Trevor. That's but that's a really good pull for that. I'm going with Henry Cavill for Fable. Old man, what are you doing? Um, I just wanted, I just want to see Christopher Walken in any video game or, or movie. <laughs> Christopher Walken, what could we put him as? Um, I'm going to go with the Dead Space. What, as Isaac? <laughs> yeah. Why not? Doug said Tom Hardy as Nathan Drake. Um, Katarina says Rob Schneider for 1991's Wolverine game. Have him as Sabretooth. Have Christopher Walken as Sabretooth. <laughs> Wolverine. <laughs> I don't like the, I don't like the smell. <laughs> it's your smell. It's so explain, wrong. Explain his smell to him. <laughs> it's it's like cigars and blood and puke. It's, it's, it's you're atrocious. Awful. Please t- just shower. Please shower. <laughs> um, I would I would approve of that. I mean, Christopher Watkins is like one of the first pre- people I started impersonating. Christopher Watkins is the first person everybody yeah. with. It's really easy. Um, but Big Brother, where are you going with your pick? I don't. I don't. I don't know actors. I don't know any actors. Pick one of the four you know. <laughs> Tom Cruise as Wonder Woman. I do so much to set you up for an easy choice for an end credit. (laughs) I got to pull that out like a wisdom tooth. Every single end segment. I don't know. He's Uh, the waffle of the end segment. But ultimately, yeah, it always comes down to Tom Cruise's Wonder Woman. I thought that was all right, big. All right, buddy. Here's a layup. Here's a a softball. You don't don't have cat going like this. Yeah, you don't have the cat uh, uh, glasses adjustment going on. But I think that's just, even Tom Cruise's Wonder Woman. I still want to see that. I still want to see that. I hope cat too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Complete comedy. And then you have some, you got to have Bruce Jenner. You as should just know. I'm just still have sticking Tom with that. Tom Cruise's Wonder Woman forgot that she's sitting on 
the lasso of truth and he's just spilling all secrets. <laughs> oh man. I don't even want to do the joke I was thinking in my head about Scientology. But we're going to go on to the thank yous. We want to thank you to Mark Gervais, J. Bo McNeil. We want to thank you, Sean Ennis. Thank these two crazy luggy nighty heads for Yay. showing up this week. Uh, of course, this is a long drawn out goodbye. I, of course, am one Matthew Bugrell, the Matman. To my left is Kelly Collins, our Iron Kelly. Uh, and, of course, Christopher Bristow, the old man. We have our omnipotent producer that is Big Brother Stephen Bugrell. And, of course, the Euro Time. Is he still outside or something? I don't know. Where is that guy? He's usually barking. Crazy outside time? Crazy outside time. Oh, no. Here he comes. No? I hear the jingling. All right. I think well, he's stuck behind the thing. Wow. Yeah, he's right here. Oh, okay. Well, on damn. Wait, what, what time is it? On that, on that. Super crazy outside time. <laughs> dude, you're really mis- he's like, Arr. dude's he's like, dude, you're embarrassing me in front of the wizard. He's like, fuck off. All right, on that bombshell, gang. On that bombshell. Game on, Wall Jaggers! We'll see you next week! Bye-bye! Oh, now you do it. <laughs> We're doing it live. Play on the Jaggers. That was a good segue. How have you been, Katerine? Oh, open that and uh, 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 I'll get my ducks in here. I am very tired. Oh. Sure, I was going to make it. Um, but here I am. How was everyone else? Awesome. It's awesome sauce that you're in here. It is in front of the camera, kind of right there. Look, I'm angling my head, looking right at the camera and looking at the laptop. You almost can't tell. <laughs> all right, let's just do this. Here. Uh, I mean, you don't have to do all the way over there. Because I got Kelly right here. Now it looks like the two of you are fighting. You know what? I'm not talking to you. <laughs> I'm not talking to you either. Well, I, I'm not talking to you first. Oh, welcome back. I'll I let liked mom it win. better when the camera was off because it was just you guys in infinity. <laughs> yeah, we were just... <laughs> it was a few minutes. And we can do uh, our little uh, rundown here of Bad Batch. Yay. Yes. Yeah, yeah. God damn, man. What a good fucking show. I watched that during the during my lunch break at work today. I watched it. What day did it come out? That's a long fucking lunch break, man. That was like a ninety minute episode. (laughs) It was an hour and five minutes. The first episode. Oh, hour five minutes. I don't know. I was time traveling. That was a really good episode. I think it was. It was. I started watching it before work because I remembered. Late, I was actually. I went into the office. Usually, I would watch it at home because I didn't have to log into my computer until seven thirty. Well, classic Disney fashion. The last six minutes were all credits. All right, so Kelly's gonna be here in about five minutes. So I watched it. I watched part of it before work, and then I watched the rest of my lunch break. And I, I'm very. One thing I I forgotten how that I missed was the um, old timey news uh recap i don't know what the word is for that that is an awesome picture <clears throat> that's what it, 
You, you know what I'm talking about? What about <laughs> about his uh, about his life being taken away, and then how? Well, like you know how at the beginning of every Clone Wars episode we had the recap. Oh yeah, was, yeah, like the the, the over the top, guy. like yeah. A galaxy in separatist news. A galaxy in turmoil. Last time, or like the the Batman, you know. Last time our clone troopers were battling the separatists. Exactly. The separatist forces were increasing the charge, but then Clone Force 99 came to play. But I did have some some things that I I was not crazy about. And I'm interested to hear if you guys did as well. So here's here's what I liked. I liked how we saw a different take of Order mm-hmm. 66. I like that the I like what they did with Omega. And I like there's some kind of speculation in that uh she's going to be like the force sensitive clone with the genetic modifications which I would love. I just went with an open mind. I was just enjoying listening she's definitely billy badass i will give her that at least as i i didn't watch anything or read anything before this so i had no idea what to expect except it was a show about the bad batch but here like i liked seeing caleb and you know seeing order 66 from his perspective because we got that in rebels and now we get to see it um from the perspective of the bad batch yeah but somehow to me it made order 66 feel less impactful impactful because they didn't i don't know they didn't seem that bothered by it and i remember when i watched it just sitting there and just utter like yeah who wasn't bothered by it any of them any of the clone troopers not even the bad batch they were more confused and they were upset about the whole thing they're soldiers I know. They're but genetically still, modified soldiers. I mean, they're not genetically machines. modified to not. They, they got have, a motion inhibitor, so they're just following orders. Like, yeah, they, they're a little bit freer they, range chickens, but they, they're still yeah. chickens. Number one, cuckoos. <laughs> it just like to me, it just felt like less. Oh, impact. so they're allowed cocoa puffs? No, just don't, just don't attack them in Zelda. Okay. And the other, there was kind of it's like. It took them way too long. And this this is not a bad batch thing. This is a trope that I see too often. You have somebody that you spend every waking minute of your life with for years. And then they start all of a sudden acting completely out of character. And everyone's just like, ah. Well, yeah, but that I was see... brought up, though. Like, that, like yeah. they said not, that. Not the way that I feel like it should have. It there was wasn't a lot of emotion. Like, what's wrong? It. Like, what's wrong? Nothing. There's a, and then they just kind of let it go every single time. So I, I was like, I, I, I just I attributed that to them being soldiers and that they needed that. You can't use soldiers. No, no, no. So, so I'll, I'll, I'll give a little bit more context from my point of view. Okay. Clarity. On, please, please, move over please. an inch. They were still conflicted, but they were hardened because being a soldier. So they have to think in that mindset of, like, what is the best course of action at this moment in time? But you can tell it still bothered them. It just didn't bother him like a normal person. There we go. He's hiding behind the laptop like Twitchy Wilson should be. See? <laughs> Howdy ho, neighbor. Um, and that is the I, and second I time am... I made that joke today. That's perfect. I, I and I'm very interested. Dude, I've been wanting to make that joke to my to like any of my neighbors when the like the Lannisters that I see. I'm like, ah, nah. 
Nah, I shouldn't. Nah, I'm not gonna say it. I um, also would have liked to see Omega Omega a little bit older than what she appears to be. Yeah, it's a little bit creepy. Yeah, a little bit creepy. But then again, they're kind of like going along that you know that Jedi vein of give me your kid. Yeah. Yeah, but they don't know what Janet. Oh, no, this one's uh, way too old. I can't have this child. Yeah, they don't know. And, you know, I'm you know, I'm here for it. I'm fully on board. I can't wait for the next episode. Oh, yeah, episode. I can't wait for that next episode. That's my Fry-yay. observation from that first episode. Oh, yeah, we're getting another one Friday. It's going to be Fry-yay. awesome. So I also think, on another note, but in the same note, because it's Disney+, Plus, I think it's funny that they moved Loki from Freya's day, which is Friday, to Odin's day, mm-hmm. Wednesday, and Wednesday's they're the clearly steering clear of Thor's day. Yeah, I know. I love that. He's going right before Thor's day. I love yeah. that. Always wants to be first. <laughs> got to be before his brother. Yeah, no, that that fits now. Oh, you got to remember that for the story. And now it is true Inception. Oh, God. I had to put oh, something God. in the garbage and I didn't want it on camera. I don't want to show the rest of my body on camera. I'm not camera appropriate all the way. We're not okay. we're gonna leave that there. Um but I will take this time to bring up on a turn of topic. That is a sound bite though. Um, no, <laughs> I've actually watched the like the first like episode and a half of Superman and Lois. I did not. Uh-huh. Uh, it's on HBO Max. I'm all caught up. I'm all caught up on everything that was on HBO Max. I haven't really got. I've delved into it a little bit, but now I've 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 dove into Superman and Lois, and I'm very impressed with the storyline that I'm seeing episode and a half in, to where it's not the comics, to where you know Jonathan is just oh I gotta be just like Dad. They're not quite sure about if the whole Kryptonian human thing will actually work out powers-wise. And his dad's like, nope, fuck you, ain't going to happen. Well, there's this, I don't think you've gotten there yet, but as things progress, there's this certain part where there's a character that we have known to be a very loving, um, respectful, kind of a, okay, that would give it away. And in this show, they're kind of a dick. And I was was a little bit surprised by them being kind of a dick because I have never had any other experience with them being anything other than. I'll put I'll put it this way. Right now, I hear the name Luthor and I'm like, what? You killed my planet. What? Wait, what? Multiverse? Um, What is going on? Yeah. I really appreciate that it is not the same Superman story that we've seen. Yeah. That's what really has me interested. And that's like a lot of shows like, all right, I need to get through this. I've heard it's good. Let me get into it. This one hooked me from the jump. I put it out. Just let it do, you know, what it's going to be. I let it simmer, as you like to say. (laughs) (laughs) Just simmer. Simmer down now. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. But that's what I really liked, and uh, we are obviously just kind of stalling for time to wait for the door to open for the next guest. I also really like that it's being told not necessarily from his perspective, from Clark's perspective. It is a roving perspective. I like how you take The show is called 
Superman and Lois, but they are more, I think, supporting over main characters. It's a, it's yes. truly ensemble. It's cast. more spread out because you see the depth of the characters from even episode and a half in. They separate right. it because you have uh, I forget his name. It the takes Gothic a son. to raise a show. Yeah, the Gothic son versus the uh, Jordan. School. Jordan versus Jonathan. Jonathan is the jock. He was a quarterback in Met- Metropolis, had a very he's promising very career. very Clark Kentish with his personality. Yeah, very Clark Kentish. And he lost something moving back to uh, Smallville. Right. No spoilers, but they had to move back to Smallville for story reasons. And then you have Superman and his son. What was the other one again? Jordan. Jordan. But it, uh, that's after Jor-El. I don't know if you got that. This isn't necessarily a spoiler, but his name is Jordan um, based off of Jor-El. I just said they that, too. They couldn't him Jor-El, so they called him Jordan. And that's no, how not I Michael Jordan. It has to be the basketball player. It's not- what about the actor? <laughs> Michael B. Jordan? <laughs> yes, both. Who yeah. might be the Superman? Well, he's denied it. But... I, I like how they, you have that dichotomy of now you have the gothic kid who does, like, you would imagine that, like, they were going to go, oh, well, you both have powers. is he kind of goth and, and he's a gamer kid, but he's on the spectrum and they don't, and has some behavioral issues. So that yeah. is something that they address head on, which I think is really, really forward thinking. And I love it. I love, that's what I love about have- this you're like, oh, do I need another Superman show? They're exactly. like, and that's exactly you need how to watch. I felt when they announced it. Yeah, you need to watch this Superman yeah. show. And now I'm like, you're. I need to watch this Superman show. It's they really good. They don't shy away from mental health issues. They don't yeah. shy away from. Um, so it, uh, Clark and oh yeah, certain Berlanti verse shows are not, really good. Right, shy away from the issues there. I was I was really impressed because I was yeah. very resistant to a Superman show, especially since they canceled Supergirl yep. to do the Superman show. Yeah. I mean, Supergirl that was really good. Black Lightning was really good. And yeah. now you're going to get, you're, you're going to get static shock. And there's a rumor for uh, <laughs> the, uh, the kid from Stranger Things four or well, all the Stranger Things, the one kid, so he's l- being eyed at the static shock. Wall. Which kid? Okay. Um, the black kid from Stranger Things. All right, I will ask your wife about you leaving your house without pants. The one who had the uh, hats for the redhead? The one that they were all fighting over being yeah. the one Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy, he is being eyed for, for uh, static, static Shock. Static, static Shock going to be live action or is it going to yeah. be animated? Oh, no, it's going to be live action. Oh, nice. I mean, those kids jumped up through puberty, so now they're like looking at teenage roles now. I wonder if it's because that actress, the one, the one that played one of the daughters. All right, maybe I don't know, but I'm really liking what HBO Max is doing, and Mm -hmm. I'm. I'm, We'll get into that into a later story. I don't. You want him to park in the? He can drive. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Driveway's fine. If there's room, room, could you park in there? All right. Did you park in the driveway? I did not. I parked. Yeah, so he can park in the driveway. Yeah. I brought in the bar stools. They're over here. Excellent. We'll pop the bar stools out by the uh, little. We got a fold up counter, and we're gonna put the bar stools right under there because we got this nice window in the kitchen. And oh, before you leave, you got to check out what Big Brother did in person. All the pictures. 
Okay. All the pictures are up, and it looks really fucking dope. <clears throat> we have well, we have the uh, we got the all the stuff I put on Facebook, and then also as you go up the steps, I'm good at spackling. Now. There's the Wakanda, uh, Black Panther. Uh, what is it? Black Panther. Uh, what's up the steps? I forget which one's up the steps. Black Panther. You're breaking his what is zen. It? Super. Like just let him be in his zen state. Superman, Batman, Flash. Superman, Flash, Batman. Yeah. Captain America. Yes. Black Panther and the other guy. Yeah, I can't remember what the other one was. Spider Man. Spider Man. Yeah. Spider Man, Captain America, Black Panther. So it all looks really great. Really nerdy. Awesome. And now I just need to get uh, the Vigo picture. We need to get that framed. (laughs) And then we have a perfect upstairs. Only if you do, you have to film yourself doing the photo shoot like you were Vankman. I mean, I have the hair for it if I let it grow in. I could get a jumpsuit and I could, I don't know about shaving the, all right. If it's, was it good for you? If it's to portray a nerdy Bill Murray, I would shave the goatee. I would shave the goatee for that. I think Ghostbusters 2, and I'm sorry if I'm alone on this hill, is probably one of the sequels that I enjoyed just as much as the original. I loved it. I don't, I don't, I loved it when I watched it because I was a kid and I was their target market. I don't, I don't necessarily treat it like a sequel though because it it, it has its own story and it doesn't really you like yeah that you already know about the characters but it's it's just beloved as its own movie. Yeah. It is. They're not the same yeah. but they're equally good to me. Like I could Correct. sit down and watch either one. <laughs> That's right. He did need to wear pants. Yeah. That's all well, right. I, I had left the house without pants on and my wife stopped me. I was like what are you you, you know, I was wondering, we were talking about Static Shock, Katarina, and he got, old man got a phone call from Kelly, and I all I heard is, pants. what do you mean you left the house without pants? Matthew, I was here the whole time. I saw the whole thing. Narrative. I need someone to narrate this. Is for the people who are oh, I love his shirt. Is that the fucking, the, the image that you see on all those cups the that you find in, like, office buildings? Yep. And is that who the fuck is? Is that you? Yep. Oh, those are the water cooler. That's you cups. on a jet ski behind the water cooler. <laughs> I think covers. that's a jet ski from uh, the picture that had uh, the monkey. The monkey? No, the jet. No, that's just. Have you been talking to uh, Mark's buddy? No, actually, one of the guys at my last hockey tournament. That's he awesome. Does, he does one of these shirts with somebody like one of the people that are like known like even yeah. time. So that's funny. I was wondering why he asked me before the tournament for a. Uh, we're going to move this up closer to you. There you go. Oh, hold on. I didn't have your mic up. There you go. Check. There you go. Hey, All right. Is that better? There we go. Now we can hear you. Hi, Katarina. You look lovelier than ever today, as usual. Oh, thank you. You are a liar. <laughs> <laughs> you lovely liar. I, I appreciate you, um, but I think I, think I am going to cut out, guys. I, I got her shot. Oh yeah, she got her shot. I'm That's not very, a problem. Yeah, like I, I can't even like. There's a disconnect from here to here, and usually it's funny, but I don't think it will be tonight. 
Well, you can always not, step not out. Not a normal disconnect, just the the the, the fire. Just like followed. not my usual disconnect, where Is I have second phase? people t- yeah. send me messages telling me about the oh, ter- oh gosh, I had a convention on Saturday and somebody wanted to follow. We were what going to a- the hell. What did you do? I can't see you. I know. You I know. Hang on, hang on. Give me control. Give me control. <laughs> we're both trying to do something here. <laughs> Jesus, we're both trying to do something here. Stop, please, please. I That's that actually pretty Thank funny. You. I hope you. Oh put my that god, in. you guys flew in out of nowhere. That was wild. I do that, that all the time. <laughs> Accidentally on my screen. Wait, hey. wait, now? did that really happen? Am yep. I starting to manifest my power? <laughs> <laughs> see, if you would have cut out, you wouldn't have been able to see that. We're starting to fuck with Katarina's head now. She's started. Do you want to make her cause a reality happen, a different reality in Connecticut? If a hexagonal plane pops up where she lives, I'm blaming you. Saturday at the convention, a bunch of us wanted to have dinner together at a diner before heading home. And they were going to follow me because one of the guys doesn't like to use his GPS because of data and stuff. And it's fine, whatever. So I was sitting in the car, and then I got... He didn't want um, his wife knowing where he was. <laughs> he's not married. He's just cheap. It's it's weird. But anyway. Uh-huh. So the That's person... Exactly what a spy I had brought say. my friend Steven, and so he's seen the car. He's like, what are you waiting for? I said, I'm waiting for Jeff to pull out. And then he just looked at me, and I'm like, oh. No. <laughs> but he's also the one that sent the message about every time he pulls it out, I shudder. <laughs> He was the same one that sent me that from last week's podcast. So he seems. To I saw all. that. Yeah, yeah. And we were talking about Patrick Troughton and his recorder at that yeah. time. Man, I sense a yeah. lot of audio drops right now. There are Boy, a lot. There are no audio drops. <laughs> Look, I'm I'm working on getting some audio drops of Big Brother and myself. You guys, I'm not even here. There's oh God, it's Inception all over again. <laughs> All right. Well, it was wonderful to see you and talk to you guys for a few minutes. But um, for the sake of the podcast, I think it's better. Yeah, look, it's a P-I-P-I-P-I-P-I-P-I-P-I-P-I-P-I-P. Yeah. All right. Good night, gentlemen. Good night, Katarina. I'll see you. I'll be the person next week. I'm going to go Betty. Bye. Get All right. Get some sleep. Thanks. Have a great show. We will try. Wednesday. Bye. So is that my second shot? And then uh, you want to pop well, over in all the info Friday. for me? Uh, no. uh, <sighs> so how you guys sick, doing? I apologize. No, you're good. I have no sense. Yeah, he doesn't. You missed last week's uh, end segment, which was giving up a, a sense for a superpower. What would you pick? He is like an omega-level mutant because he can't smell and he can barely taste. That sucks. So that's that was uh, an easy podcast for him. It is if you were like me, a chef that cooked. Like I love food. I also well, have you notice how he doesn't. Look, he's not a chef. He's a psych major. <laughs> Look, man. There's other. There are times I still. I'm just like, are you, are man. You, wait, is you, he like the old people I used to cook for, where they don't care what it tastes like as long as it's fucking lava? Yeah, just heat it up. I'm like it. T- I literally put the fucking bowl in the oven. It's too. not lava. No, it's not lava, but it is. Um, it's uh, podcast two nineteen, but he he can't. Uh, it he puts sriracha on a lot of stuff because he can. He can taste that. There's a very few things I can taste. 
All right. Most things is the same. Yeah. Meh. Meh. Yeah. Meh. All right. That's how it is. What can you taste? There's um, salt, I guess. Sugar. A little Sweet, salty, spicy. Spicy. Not a lot different than that. Isn't yeah, the keyboard hooked up to this? Oh, he needs What about, all right, so you can't taste savory. So you're a sweet, you so, mostly sweet and salty. Yeah. Totally lost on me. Yeah. My mother would cook with subtle flavor. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. how does it taste? She would ask him how things taste. Because she knew it no matter what Great. he said, it'd be good. That, that's all you could Great. say. Great. What do you want me to say? I, I will say whatever you want. It's great. Everything is great. It tastes all tastes the same to me. I'm sorry. I, it, you know, I shouldn't be a food critic. Mommy's lying to you. Don't ask me where to eat. Yeah, no, it's great, but you know, everything's the same. I taste my vitamins and minerals. It's because he takes a lot of old person pills. Vitamins. Are that Flintstone ones? Million strong and growing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, remember when it was just one vitamin you had to take? Yeah, now it's like 16. Hey. <laughs> I, I take those Centrum one-a-days, one but they're, they're called Centrum one-a-day, but I take two a day. Yeah, I wish I only took it's all purple, like the day. fucking, just like every vitamin and oil you need times a thousand percent. But they actually help you for your immune system, too, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're like, I never get sick when I'm like constantly taking them every day. And the other 27. Oh, now we're going to end it. Man's best. Oh, wrong mic. Wrong mouse. Man's best friend, ladies and gentlemen. That's what she said. Bye-bye. Bye.